Dr. Tyrese Famous from the Fast and Furious series says he's in competition in Tinseltown because Hollywood is trying to normalize the devil and putting him up on the main stage as we look at the history of this strategy in their underbelly of La La Land. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we are going to be looking at, honestly, a historical perspective on the fact that Satan, the devil, has continued to be popularized in Hollywood. But before we do, I want to encourage you guys to make sure to leave a five-star review if you're listening via podcast, or if you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel because that's going to make sure you guys get to see all the videos that we come out with. We try to keep you guys updated on everything going on in the world so you can best share the gospel with your neighbor and also that you can be edified and God would be glorified. So with all of that, a recent interview with the star actor Tyrese Gibson and also artist and music artist and so forth has really been going viral online because people are pointing out something that at Good Fight Ministries, it's been pointed out for almost 40 years. And that is the fact that Satan is getting a part on the main stage. While it was somewhat subtle Back in the day, it seems to be right at the forefront, being thrown in our faces each and every day, whether it's the Grammys, whether whether it's your favorite TV show or movie or music, it seems that Satan is front row. In fact, you're the one in front row sitting and looking at him on a stage. And I wanted to read something about Tyrese because a lot of people may know him, whether you were listening to his music back in the 90s. I know he's got a new album and so forth, but uh, he's really been known a lot through either the Transformers movies or I guess recently because they're on number 10 in the Fast and Furious series. But in that series, he has been quite popular. But he did write something that I want to point out because this was really interesting for a couple of reasons. Before we play the more recent clip, in a post in April of 2016, Tyrese quoted himself, it looks like, quote, you know what's cool? Shocking the world by being exactly who you say you are. And in the description of that post wrote, quote, drug and alcohol free. I am grounded in my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have never and will never let anything or anyone compromise my spirituality or sexuality. If it's not clean, real, and honest, I don't care how fly or glossy it looks. I don't want it. Now, I'm going to be honest, we're not going to read all of the quotation because not all of it can be read on the 511 News because of some of the language. And I do pray for those who may be ignorant when it comes to what the Word of God says, whether in its Ephesians or in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, or when you look at even Hosea 4, 2 about profane language, we want to make sure people are watching their tongues as James wrote about in chapter 3. But nonetheless, we do also want to give grace to those who may be ignorant of those scriptures and hopefully pray that people come alongside and share with them. I also do want to point out, I don't want to muddy all the water here, but I do want to point out Tyrese also recently has been on a show talking about um, old exploits that shouldn't be talked about either in public. And so we don't want to whitewash everything and say everything that is being said is true, but the recent comments really have kind of piqued our interest. 
Uh, not only the ones that we're going to be playing here in a second, but the one he just mentioned. He's not going to compromise his sexuality, specifically when it comes to playing roles in Hollywood. And this is something we have covered on the 511 News in the past, as well as at Good Fight Ministries for a number of years. And it is the fact that, guess what? Hollywood has continued to try to take big, buff, strong men and dress them up as women. They've done it with Arnold Schwarzenegger as they made him pregnant in the movie Junior and he himself has dressed up as a woman in a number of roles. They did this with Wesley Snipes. They did this with Patrick Swayze. Over and over again, Hollywood has said, let's take these manly men that are known for their manly roles and let's dress them up as women. And guess what? It's not just my opinion that this happens. Dave Chappelle actually sat down in the actor's studio and expressed exactly what happened to him when he was in a role and they came in and said, we're going to dress you up as a woman. And he said, I ain't putting up with that. I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. Like when I, I connect dots that maybe shouldn't be connected, I don't know. But certain dots, like when I see that they put every black man in the movies in a dress at some point in their career, I'll be connecting them down. Like, why are all these brothers going to wear a dress? That's happened to me. I'm doing a movie with Martin. Yeah. The movie's going good. So I walk in a trailer. I'm like, man, this must be the wrong trailer because there's a dress in here. <laughs> they come in. It's the writer comes in. I think he's the writer. He's like, Dave, listen, we got this hilarious scene where Martin's sneaking out of jail. So he disguises you as a prostitute. <laughs> and he put this dress on. And it, huh? What? A prostitute? No, nah, I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable with that. That should have been in a discussion. What? You don't feel comfortable with it. I mean, it's a hilarious bit. All the greats have done it. So, well, if all the greats have done it, it's kind of hacky, right? You're right. So why don't we just not do it? Because I don't feel comfortable wearing a dress. Oh, come on, Dave. Listen, we, we got it all set up. We're supposed to shoot. Every every minute you waste costs this much money. You know, the pressure comes in. Huh. Said, I'm, nah, I'm not wearing no dress, man. I'm funnier than a dress. Just give me something funny to say. I don't even wear no dress to be funny. What am I, Milton Berle? You know, we're going like this. And then finally he's like, ah, and he, he leaves. And then like the director comes, Dave, it really would be great if you wear the dress. What is wrong? What is this, uh, Brokeback Mountain in here? So, <laughs> so then, <laughs> and wear, the, wear the dress. I don't want to wear the dress. I want to wear this dress. You know what I mean? This is, oh, gosh, this guy's so difficult. They leave. Now the producers comes, come on, David, would be so great. I mean, and then I started thinking about it. All the comics that I've seen, Neil Strong, brothers, why, why are they putting us in these dresses? But the minute it was clear, I was adamant, I'm not wearing a dress. I'm not wearing the dress. All right, fine. Think of something else. That comes back 10 minutes later. The whole new scene, how, how did you write the scene so fast? You know, it's like, so you got to take a stink. And so it is interesting that Tyrese would speak to this. And maybe, and I do hope, and I pray for his soul. And I really pray that he comes to a true, if he's not already in, and maybe he's somebody who needs to grow. I don't know all of his background, but we want to make sure that we do keep him in prayer because he does seem to see some of the stuff that's going on. And sometimes when you see that disgust, you say, you know what? There has to be true light, and that light is in Jesus Christ. And so that is important. And I want you guys to hear this clip because I do think he has a lot of good things to say. And I'm going to be bringing on Pastor Joe Schimmel with me to talk about not only the history of this, not only being in Hollywood, but even in music and TV and so forth. As much as I'm supposed to be promoting this movie and talking about my album, 
I just feel like we're in competition right now because they are trying to normalize the devil. They are trying to populate. The devil is, is on the main stage at award shows and in every video and yeah, signs and symbols. And I said, you know what? We need to stop treating our relationship with Jesus like the little buddy that you talk to before you go to bed at night and not be more vocal about all the things that God means to us and all of the things that God has brought us through. Because there's been a lot of moments that you didn't post about. Mm -hmm. But yet you know, how did God decide to get me through this? Yeah, man. And yeah, they going above and beyond to promote the devil. And it's pissing me off mm-hmm. because they, they used to devil worshipers used to be real secretive. Oh, like yeah. Going down in the basement, this yeah, secret man. world. Now they just now like, they on the ah. device, too. As I said, we wanted to bring on Pastor Joe for this because these are very interesting comments. Because, Joe, this is something you've been exposing for a while. I mean, over 40 years. Actually, I think I got the, the time right. But as an official entity that Good Fight Ministry is, just a little under 40 years. And so... It's important for us to talk about this because I, I, I really want people to realize like what he's saying there, it, it's great that it's being out there. This is on Big Boy Show. This is not a small little entity. This is going viral. And people are starting to realize, wait a second, why is Satan being pushed in front of our face so just prevalently now? Yeah, and it's uh, really amazing, Chad, that at the end of his that, that, that little interview section, he mentions that it used to be done in secret. These guys, these Satanists in Hollywood and stuff, and he, knew, he obviously knew they were at work, right? Working like in their basements and so forth, secretively. But now they're in your face, you know, uh, with, you know, the war shows and so forth, which we've exposed many of them through the years, right? Uh, it's crazy because when you think about it, you know, Satan's the prince of power of the air, it says in Ephesians 2, who guides the course of this world as he works through the children of disobedience. But the scriptures let us know it would become more in your face in the end of days, right? We know that because uh, it's interesting in your introduction, Chad, you mentioned Satan, the devil. He used two of his titles in one sentence. That's interesting because uh, it makes me think of Revelation 12, verse 9. It talks about Satan being the deceiver, and it says Satan, the devil, Satanas, the diabolos, the slander. And then it also mentions him being the old serpent, and it mentions him being the dragon, right? And that same passage calls him the accuser of the brethren. Five titles, but four in one. But the dragon, it's interesting because that's a picture of Satan. When you get to Revelation 13, 4, It's interesting, they're going to worship the beast, the Antichrist, the world, every nation, people, and tongue. We're going to worship the Antichrist. Yet it says very specifically in verse 4, and they worship the dragon. That's Satan. And and they worship the dragon who gave his authority to the beast. And they they worship the beast saying, who can make war with the beast? So Chad, it blows me away that the Bible says the entire world, every nation, people, and tongue in that context are going to be knowing devil worshippers at some point. (laughs) <laughs> what I find fascinating, and I think that all that is very interesting because we do want to understand this always from a biblical perspective and not just simply be like, oh, well, here's some crazy things going on. And let's talk about how crazy it is. But there's a biblical perspective. There's a reason why these things might have been done under dark, so to speak, and now they're just right in our face. And when you hear Tyrese also speaking there, that he even considers himself to be in competition. Now, Fast and Furious series is not some biblical, you know, series where now we can get the gospel out. It's Nor not the in Transformers, there. Transformers, right? Nor the trans- definitely not Transformers. I think we could talk about that and the subtlety of it all and how this yeah. stuff has been, you know, pushed on us subtly. But you look at that and you hear him say that. He feels like he himself just not being openly satanic is actually a competition now. And I found that to be interesting alongside some honestly good advice. There was some good advice there 
And and when he says we need to stop treating Jesus as he's just in the back pocket kind of thing, you know, like oh oh whatever, not realize he's the one who ultimately it's how we get our victory. And in Revelation chapter twelve, they gain the victory over what the beast. Right. They gain the victory of the beast by the blood of the lamb, so by Jesus and his poured out blood for our sins, Amen. and by the word of their testimony, because they do not love their lives even unto death. This is not about taking control of Hollywood and making sure we have all Christian actors, but what it is is saying, you know what, I don't care if it's the end times, I don't care what it is, we're going to be fortified and we're going to have victory in Christ through his blood, and even if it means we go to death for it. And, and Joe, I thought, and it's funny, when I had first heard the clip and said, Joe, we got to talk about this on a show. I didn't even finish the clip out. Yeah. But that last part, as you mentioned, done in secret was the thing that just, wow, it kind of, it was just incredible because you got to hear this because we want to see some other perspective. We've already talked about Dave Chappelle. We talked about Tyrese warning about some of the stuff that they've pushed on them. But look at this. Listen to Eddie Murphy talk about famed comedian Sammy Davis Jr. And I know you got a little bit of background as well. Uh, in terms of that. But listen to him talk about his interactions and what Sammy Davis Jr. was really all about. Sammy told me he worshiped the devil. We were in uh, Dan Tanner's. Sammy was like, you know, Satan is as powerful as God. He says, why do you think there's so much anger in the world and uh, killing and murder and uh, the Satan, uh, the candles on the table and Sammy's face over the candle. <laughs> you know, Satan is as powerful as God. Wow. Um, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, I think one of the interesting things is that he saw Eddie Murphy's face and was like, yeah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah, it's quite crazy because it's almost as though Sammy was coming off as though all of us are Satanists, aren't we, in Hollywood, you know? And then, you know, I don't know exactly <laughs> uh, where he, he, the other one is at, but I will say this is Sammy was a card-carrying member, so to speak, of the Church of Satan, uh, as was Jane Mansfield, who was, Jane Mansfield was huge in Hollywood at the time. And, but right now, I mean, they, but a lot of people kept it secret, right? Now, you know, when the heavy metal era and all that stuff started coming about, and then Marilyn Manson was a card carrying member of the Church of Satan, then they became more brazen, right? So now we're living in a time where even actors are coming out, just shouting it from the rooftops. And he's right. We should be shouting Jesus from the rooftops, folks, because he is Lord of all. Amen. And one of the things we recently talked about, it's actually in an upcoming episode that we've done answering some of the fallacious things stated by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And one of the things you had mentioned a quote, because this is about normalizing Satan worship and it comes in different forms. Yeah. And in fact, he was sitting down with Danny DeVito, who's been in a recent show, and they talk about even the normalization of Satan in that show as well. Yeah. And that's Little Demon, right? And that show was getting a lot of fanfare for a while. A lot of Christians objected because DeVito plays the devil and he has sex with a woman who's a sex partner, Aubrey Plaza, and then his daughter actually plays the Antichrist. So you have Satan uh, having sexual relations with, uh, you know, one who is a Wiccan witch in the show, promoting all kinds of Satanism. Some say, oh, well, she's promoting Wiccanism. Well, you look at the roots of Wiccanism, it goes back right to Gerald Gardner and Lester Crowley and Satanism. And by the way, in the program, Aubrey Plaza, when she is involved in her witchcraft. She's sacrificing goats. She's doing all kinds, using all kinds of Satan. It's Satanism, you know, it's pretty obvious. I mean, she's one with Satan, has the Antichrist as her child. So it's pretty clear what they're about. And she literally says, I love uh, that we are normalizing paganism, that we are normalizing paganism. And she's basically saying we're normalizing Satanism because that's what the brand of paganism, which is all, all paganism that's Antichrist, anti-God, all paganism is really just 
you know, occultism and Satanism uh, and earth worship and comes in many forms. But Chad, it's interesting. I read an interview when I was uh, checking that whole thing out and I wanted to get to uh, more in depth into understanding Aubrey Plaza because she came to Hollywood. She dressed up like a witch, went down sunset, dressed like a witch. That was her introduction. She dressed like a witch. She identifies as a witch. And listen to what happened when she said in an interview with LA Weekly, I thought this was really interesting. This is an interview with LA Weekly I was reading. And uh, the, re- the reporter ends her interview with Plaza saying this. It's after the interview. This is April Wolf. I'm at home listening to my recording of our conversation. When I hear myself leave Plaza's hotel room momentarily, I left the recorder on, she says, while I was gone. Before I can speed through uh, what I expected to be ambient noise or sounds of shuffling, however, she says that instead, quote, I heard a demonic voice growl coming from the recorder. Satan, 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 it yelled, and it was Plaza. Wow. And, you know, Plaza is known for her comedic performances. That's what she's most known for and really being way out there and very interesting person. And, and Joe, one of the things when I was researching this, and I just put together a, a few of these videos, I want to kind of go through them a little bit before we show also that the biggest, guys, we're talking about the biggest cinematic universe in the world in terms of how much money they produce, more people have seen their movies, and to show the Antichrist agenda behind that, even in this episode, we're going to be talking about that. I wanted to show how they've used comedy to ultimately push this. And so starting back, I, I'm just going to go back, and obviously we could go even further back and go into more movies, but I'm just going to go through a list of comedies and also one film that has a fan favorite, we should say, uh, involved in a lot of the production and in the movie that gets people, oh, that's kind of interesting that he would be in a movie that did this. But 1987, The Witches of Eastwick, this is a film with Cher and Jack Nicholson. And I'm telling you this because this is a film that I saw as a young kid. In the plot, The Witches of Eastwick, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is involved in this film as well. They want to conjure up a dark and handsome man. And so they get one in Jack Nicholson. Uh, The only problem is Jack Nicholson ends up being the devil. That's who they conjure up. And he ends up seducing women and so forth. And I remember even as a young kid being appalled by it and being like, well, you know, I wasn't even a Christian and I was, but I still was like, I don't want to sit there and watch a movie where the devil is seducing women. And I remember turning it off. But then you can go into 1999 with South Park and you can see Satan actually being somewhat of a good guy. He's yeah. a gay lover of Saddam Hussein and hell and so forth, but ultimately ends up actually being kind of a nice guy. Then you could they can make uh, the devil sexy and bedazzled as Elizabeth Hurley plays bedazzled alongside Brendan Fraser, and he gets these wishes. But then at the end, he sacrifices himself, so ultimately he gets saved out of the deal to sell his soul because he did one kind act toward the end. Then we also have Little Nicky with Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. who plays the role of Little Nicky, a deformed child of Satan and an angel, played by Reese Witherspoon. How they came together, and guess what? They have this deformed son who's not ruling in hell. He's just living on earth, doing his thing, with all sorts of comedic performances where Adolf Hitler makes appearances and so forth in hell. And it's it's a sad thing. Joe Namath, whatever it may be, they're over there in this movie Another one just making jokes. Now, Joe, I want to pause through this list because Constantine with Keanu Reeves and a lot of people, a lot of Christians I know are huge Keanu Reeves fans. Oh, look at how nice he is. We should have videos of him getting up on subways and letting ladies have their seat. But 
Constantine was an evil film that you exposed in Hollywood's War on God as well. In the movie Constantine, based upon yet another graphic novel by Alan Moore, Keanu Reeves' character is made to make occult power look good. Here we see Reeves on the movie poster with his occult-powered gun accentuating the cross, which in this case is obviously inverted for the poster. Constantine is based upon a graphic novel by Alan Moore called John Constantine Hellblazer, who as we have seen also wrote V for Vendetta. The movie features fallen angels and dialogue with the devil. In the graphic novel, part of John Constantine becomes one with the body of Satanist Aleister Crowley and is cast into hell. And then we can look at another comedy, back to the comedy variety, Tenacious D in 2006 with the pick of Destiny, another comedy variety where Satan is at play again. And then most recently, and you've already talked about Aubrey Plaza, which is even more recent, but I want to go back to the show Lucifer with a good-looking man played playing Lucifer, a love story uh, that first was on Fox and then moved over to Netflix, and that show lasted from 2016 to 20. 21. And so what we have here, Joe, and this one specifically a TV series that was popularized and just portrayed Lucifer as a handsome, dashing, funny young guy. Yeah, Chad, it's really interesting that you mentioned when you went through that segment of, you know, whether it's Satan bedazzling through comedic uh, roles or through Witches of Eastwick, there's somebody in this tall, dark, handsome a guy that ends up being the devil. And then you went through a litany of these different, you know, movies and shows and so forth. It's interesting, though, a very popular show based on a comic character, Lucifer Morningstar. Lucifer is one of the names used historically for the devil. Uh, the Morningstar is right out of Isaiah 14 of the devil and his fall. And it's quite interesting because, as you were saying, he's made to look good in Hollywood. And, of course, that's because Hollywood is basically his mouthpiece. Uh, but And it's interesting, in the very first season, uh, God is made to be portrayed as evil— and Satan is portrayed as good, just like Isaiah 5 says. They'll call light darkness and darkness light. Or they put darkness for light, light for darkness. They'll call good evil, evil good. So the comic character, now the TV hero, right? This Lucifer Morningstar, uh, he basically just radically blasphemes God and goes on this wicked diatribe, this tyrant against God. And he says, you cruel, manipulative, blank. And he just goes and blames him for all the problems in the world. <laughs> You cruel, manipulative Is this all part of your plan? It's all just a game to you, isn't it? Hey? Well, I know punishment. And he did not deserve that. He followed your stupid rules, and it still wasn't good enough. So what does it take to please you? Break your rules and you fall, follow them and you still lose! It's incredible that he says your stupid rules. He blasphemes God. Then he says your stupid rules, like love your neighbor as yourself, like the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, like pray for your enemies, like love your enemies. You know, uh, Satan is the one who seeks to deceive people. And then he's the ultimate narc, man, because he tries to get people to do evil. Then he's complaining to God, you have to damn them because they've done evil. He's not a cool dude at all. And the amazing thing to me is when you think about this, God gives us moral laws because he loves us. We're not saved through those moral laws. We're saved through the gospel of Jesus Christ. But he gives us those moral laws just like we put up a, a guardrail on a canyon so a car doesn't go careening off. But in our case, he doesn't want us to careen off the planet into eternal hell. So he tries to guard us and guide us and protect us and bring us ultimately to his son. Amen. And as we've already talked about in this very episode, the lie that we don't have victory, the Bible actually says that we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Amen, bro. And so we live a life of victory. In fact, 
you may have battles that you could lose, but we get to fight a one war. It was one on the cross. And so we get to now go forth and proclaim the gospel against all of these principalities and powers. And Joe, we need to also look at the things that people are meditating on. The Bible is very clear in Psalm chapter 1 that if you meditate on God's word day and night, you are going to be like the tree planted against the water that bears fruit in its season. But if you do not, and you sit in the seat of scoffers, and that's what you're meditating on, guys, you will be like the bark that's broken off. You wonder why kids are deconstructing? Maybe it's because the things that they love the most— as a kid, is not going to youth group, but actually what's on their beats when they're sitting around and can't yeah. even sit at dinner without listening to their music. And guess what? Here's some of the songs. You want to talk about promoting the devil? They're getting it in every facet. And in fact, on TikTok, a lot of these songs get played as background music and people don't even realize it. Mm. They may be watching some girl dance around to this because sadly that's a lot of what people are watching. But a lot of these artists and their songs are being played in the background. So Joe, let's do a quick history dive and we'll do what we'll we'll end on the most modern one but rolling stones they have a song called what if we're going to talk about it this is exactly what's going on sympathy for the devil please allow me to introduce myself i'm may well when you look at you know mick jagger singing there with sympathy for the devil that's the one that's one of the ones that stuck out to me as he's sitting there talking about how he's the one who had Pilate wash his hands and seal his fate, right? And he's sitting there, and guess what? Do you know my name is basically what he's asking, you know, and and so forth. Yeah, I I ran into a publicist recently uh, and a friend of mine, and she's like, she goes, you know what, Joe? She goes, you ruined Rolling Stones for me. She goes, when I watched your video, they sold their souls for rock and roll, and they're singing Sympathy for the Devil. By the way, John Lennon's there, Paul McCartney, jamming with, I mean, sitting in the, in the, in the big party, all dressed up in weird clothes. And he says, and they're singing Sympathy for the Devil. He goes, you showed him basically bowing down to Satan. And I show him, rip open his shirt, and there's a, Satan is on his chest, and he bows down. That's Mick Jagger. I mean, the devil worship's been happening a long time. That's what these guys are about. That's where they get a lot of their songs. That's how they rise to fame. But Jesus says, what a prophet a man, right, Chad? If you gain the whole world and you lose your soul. I'll just go back a little bit, ACDC, because they're still played all over the place. Highway to hell. You know, he says, hey, Satan, pay my dues. Hey, I'm in a rocking band. That's what they sing. That he's paid my dues playing in a rocking band, right? Iron Maiden, 666, the number of the beast, the one for you and me. I mean, come on, man. They're promoting the number of the Antichrist, worshiping Satan, even Queen, which is just, you know, a few years back at a one of the biggest rock movies ever, uh, you know, leader sings, uh, you know what? Beelzebub, Beelzebub yeah. who's the number, name of the devil, has a devil set aside for me. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me. And Led Zeppelin, you know, How's the Holy. Uh, one of their songs calls How's the Holy. Robert Plant literally sings, and you just hear it with your own ears. You don't have to play it backwards to hear this. And this was years ago. He says, is your world spinning faster? Are you dizzy when you're stoned? Let the music be your master. Will you heed the master's call? Satan and man. I mean, it's just in your face, bro, even back then. But now it's more in your face than ever because the world's becoming more jaded. It's more conditioned. There's less people speaking out, less people concerned. Amen. It's been going on for a long time. And and guys, if you didn't know, the modern artist, uh, very, very popularized artist, probably the biggest rapper, actually, who married probably the biggest female rapper ever Queen in, of Pop. in Beyonce, right? Yeah. Um, and some people don't clear, uh, don't classify her as a rapper and, and so forth. But 
when you look at it, when you look at Beyonce, you know, you guys can look at it, look at it in our video, um, Beyonce, Sasha, the Super Bowl and Satan on our channel, on our channel. And guys, that was a video that went absolutely viral because people had no idea that she was calling upon demons to be possessed and literally talking about what it felt like when an entity came inside of her in that video. And people were like, what? That video literally got hundreds of millions of views. hundreds of millions of views. And a lot of people have have seen it. But then also, Joe, one of the things you point out in that film and a subsequent one is Jay-Z, her spouse. Jay-Z with across his chest, the maxim, do what thou wilt, was comes from directly Crowley. from Satanist Aleister Crowley. And then Jay-Z as well has an entire song titled what, Joe? Lucifer. Yeah, <laughs> Lucifer, son of the morning. And guess what? He, he, he lifts up Lucifer. He sinned with a righteous cause. I mean, he does wrong, but it's for a righteous cause, kind of like Lucifer Morningstar. And guys, and I want to, I, I want to point that out too, because one of the things he says, he didn't even know of how, didn't even know like the Bible or anything. The meek will inherit the earth, and he's quoting yeah. this stuff. And guess what? He's like, wait, I didn't even know where it yeah, just came he to me. Channeled it. Yeah. He did channel it, and exactly like he says, even in that video you mentioned, uh, we mentioned earlier that you already exposed, is he called upon and thought he had the spirit of Frank Sinatra inside of him as well. Right. So this is something that is a practice. And then, Joe, one of the saddest things, and and one of the things I think about Demi Lovato when she started mm. identifying herself as they, them, right? First of all, when you see somebody identify them as they, them, themselves as they, them, uh, that was at, on the Gadarenes uh, with, uh, where you literally have a demon-possessed man and it says, we are legion, legion yeah. for we are many. So you got multiple personalities going on there. And Demi has just, I mean, it's pretty sad, but she recently did a song with Ariana Grande, who, by the way, we have an entire video on that. We'll put a link in the description. But the song is called Met Him Last Night. But let's see who they met. I've seen the devil. Yeah, I met him last night. Had conversation. Yeah, I think he's all right. Seemed kind of funny. Yeah, he kind of my type. Yeah, he's kind of my type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the devil. Yeah, I met him last night. One conversation. Now he's spending the night. I think I love him, though I know it ain't right. And so, Joe, it's one of those things we're looking at this and we're seeing that this is, oh, well, it's just a love song. It's just the popularization. It's just using this lingo, whether it's Jack Black, whether these guys know it or not, as you've already quoted from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, that they Satan's moving this course of this world. Oh, yeah. And he is using these artists to make this just normative when Lucifer is blaspheming God and maybe expressing things that you don't understand, and now they're hitting your heart and penetrating them. They're keeping you far away from the living God, and they're trying to push you away from him. And so I want to encourage you guys, whether you think that Damon Lovato, Ariana Grande, whether you think Van Halen or Rolling Stones, which I do not, for many of them, believe that they have no idea what's going on, the truth is, is they are, as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, if you're a believer, you're a blood-bought believer, you're supposed to be what? The temple of God. You are the temple of God if you are a blood-bought believer. And God lives inside you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But if you are not, you are called a temple of idol or demons. That's how Paul uses that terminology. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, they're basically synonyms because Psalm 96.5, especially if you look at the Greek Septuagint of it, mm -hmm. says that all of the gods of the nations ultimately are demons. demons. Yeah. So when we look at this and you see all this stuff and you see them pushing this stuff, it's not on accident. When even actors like Tyrese can point out, there's a war here. Guess what? We're They're trying to just popularize the devil. There's a reason, and it's because your sin, your flat, your sin, the flesh, the devil, the world, it's all coming against you and waging war against you, and ultimately waging war against your soul. So 
uh, Pastor Joe and myself want to encourage you, if you're not yet in Christ, this is the time. Maybe you've seen it. It's not just simply one guy who might be evil. There is a connective tissue here, and the connective tissue is the spiritual reality that, that we have principalities and powers that we're wrestling with. And guess what? You need to get right with the Lord if you are not right yet. You need to turn to him, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, so that when you stand before God, he won't see all the sin that you have committed against him, but he will see to tell us die paid in full. It's been bought and paid for on the cross. We encourage you, if you're a Christian, to jettison this nonsense, Amen. turn away from it. And if you're not a Christian, turn to Christ right now, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you die, you gain victory because you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. This has been Pastor Joe Schimmel and Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.